There has been a systematic way of life that has either kept many, many people away from and has broken others off of the life the way God intended it. Today on Keeping It Real, there will be a fierce aiming at the destruction world system that has been in place for virtually since the beginning of time. I call this world system the Cheap Thrill Express. People far and wide will go to whatever lengths and do whatever it takes to be a part of this system. The Cheap Thrill Express has all kinds of entities that involve money, associations, relationships, possessions, and ideologies. Be advised that the Cheap Thrill Express is a bad and unhealthy place to be. We've all been there. But where are we now? Stay tuned as today's episode of Keeping It Real will expose the Cheap Thrill Express for what it is and we'll discover the ways to get off. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast. Only tired of fake stuff? Shouldn't we turn down a stale brand of living? It's time to open our hearts to Christ. It's time to keep it real. Here's your host, Ollie Gee. Welcome to this 25th episode of the Keeping It Real podcast. I'm your host, Ollie G, and certainly am grateful for all of you that have decided to tune in to this episode of the podcast. Again, the principles build off of one another. So if you've missed any of the prior episodes, I certainly encourage you to go back and listen to those as those will be a definite spiritual food for your soul and definitely will help you get even all the more out of this episode and the ensuing episodes as well. The Cheap Thrill Express. And this has been something that has been burning in my heart for quite some time. Actually, I did an episode back in the Keeping It Real radio days on this very thing. I've just expanded it and um, adjusted it some. But we are going to be taking this subject matter head on. And chances are this is going to be an episode as are, are all the episodes. But this episode in particular is going to have great potential to hit in the center and at the core of our being, at the center of our hearts. And if it indeed does so, uh, it's my hope that you'll go ahead and make the necessary adjustments and be willing to sacrifice whatever it is that is a part of the world system that you have held onto and be willing to sacrifice that and do away with that, crucify that so that you have uh, more freedom and more joy in living for the Lord exclusively. Our core verse is going to be found in Revelation chapter 3, verse 17. Revelation 3, 17 says, Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. That is our core verse on this episode of the podcast today. There are people far and wide, again, that run to all kinds of things. They run to these things or these aspects of life in the efforts to fill the void that's on the inside. They're looking to gratify themselves, satisfy themselves somehow with something outside of Christ, whether if it's drugs, sex, money, stuff, careers, attention, food, backbiting, the government, hobbies, education, entertainment, you name it, people are running towards it and they are using those things as a substitute of the position that Christ should have as Lord and master of one's life. 
Now, for people that are outside of Christ, people who are who don't know the Lord, this is the natural thing to do. The natural thing to do is to run to that thing that's going to tickle your fancy or that thing that's going to satisfy your flesh or you think it's going to satisfy your flesh. This is why the entertainment industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. This is why uh, the educational system, and I am pro-education, I am definitely not discouraging even a lot of these things that I'll be mentioning, uh, I have a, a, a good bit of education, but education can never take the place of Jesus Christ. It can never take the place of the person of Christ. Food. We all need food. We like food. Um, we need food to survive, but there are people that are looking to food or looking to their e e eating experiences as um, that thing to replace fellowship or intimacy with the Lord, getting attention. People are doing all kinds of things, oftentimes very crazy things or wicked things in the efforts to get attention. So there are all kinds of things that people are doing to try and bring satisfaction in their life. Again, I term this as the cheap thrill express. It's all a part of our world system. Satan has devised a system. Satan, that is the arch enemy of God, the one that goes contrary to God, also known as the devil. He has engineered a system. It has been in place basically since the beginning of time to distract a people away from God and his glory and his goodness and his divine life being infused in people. Satan has offered a cheap counterfeit. He did it with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. We, of course, many of us are very familiar with that story and how God created Adam and Eve to be in the middle of the Garden of Eden, to um, to have dominion of the earth, that is, to manage what God had provided. And Eve got distracted from this one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And of course, that ironically is what Satan brings up in his conversation with Eve. He doesn't bring up any of the other trees. He doesn't talk about how Eve is handling her responsibilities uh, of the Garden of Eden or of on the earth or how's Adam doing? He, he, he doesn't bring up any of those things. He's bringing up the, 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 the uh, restriction known as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that is at the core of the conversation. And then, of course, we know the story. Eve bites of the tree or of the fruit, commits sin. And from that point forward, mankind has been uh, chasing after all kinds of things other than Jesus Christ. So the Cheap Thrill Express is easy to get on, as illustrated by Eve and uh, by so many all throughout history, uh, including yours truly. The Cheap Thrill Express is very easy to get on, and the only way off is to put one's whole heart on the altar of Christ and to keep it there. Now, a lot of the things that I will be bringing out in this episode of the podcast, I am going to be able to share with you from experience. The la the prior two episodes, my interview that I did with author, blogger, conference speaker, Frank Viola, is a lot of the profound things that he uh, brings out in his writings and in his uh, messages. He illustrates very clearly that it's come a lot of it from experience. And a lot of it's controversial. Uh, people don't like to hear it. People haven't liked to hear things and and principles that have been laid out on episodes of this podcast. But these are at the core of what is going on and what I believe God is looking to do 
in and through the lives of people, in particular, his people, people that have come to faith in Christ, who know have a relationship with Christ, but there has been territory in their lives that has not been given up. There has been territory in my life for far too long that I wasn't willing to give up. And upon laying it down and upon sacrificing it and just wanting to do away with it, taking practical steps upon God applying pressure, squeezing the pressure point of those issues in my life, willing to give them up. And then there's such liberty and freedom that follows. And I believe that that is a big part of what God is looking to do in these days. And, and we're going to address that as we go move along further in this episode of the Cheap Thrill Express. There are devastating effects of the Cheap Thrill Express. First off is that there is a denial of the deception. Okay, we have the ultimate deceiver known as Satan. We're going to get into some scriptural references here shortly. But if we have uh, been victimized, and not just victimized, but really been all in to the deception, we are in denial of it. People that don't want to fess up and Satan having gained a foothold or a stronghold or Bible terms uh, used in his word, if we're not coming to grips with these things in our lives, we are in denial of the deception. We are living in a lie. We don't want to admit it. We don't want to fess up to it, but that's where we are. If we have not come to grips with territory that Satan has been able to gain in our life, that he has been able to have a stronghold, that he's had an established stronghold in our lives, we are in denial of the deception if we can't come to grips with that. And we have believed the chief liar. The Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 9, that the, the enemy, that is Satan, he has come to steal, kill, and destroy. So he cannot be trusted in any way uh, whatsoever. We also see in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9, the scripture says this, The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. So the coming one, that is the Antichrist, who is going to be incarnated or infiltrated by Satan, this person, this individual will have all kinds of signs and lying wonders and people are going to fall for it. So Satan is the chief liar. And we, if we have been in denial of the deception, folks who are in denial of the deception of the cheap thrill express, they have taken the bait. And as a result, they have an antichrist spirit about them. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand me. It, I'm not saying that they are the Antichrist or everyone is an Antichrist in the sense that the Bible talks about this coming one. By and large, most people are going to believe him, and it's because he's going to execute signs and lying, lying wonders, and people will believe him to be God or the Messiah when he's actually the lawless one, that is, the Antichrist. However, for those that have taken the bait— to be on the Cheap Thrill Express, and they are in denial of the deception, they have an antichrist spirit about them. Now listen, here's what I'm, I've observed. Again, I am in, in, infusing a lot of my own experiences into this edition of the podcast. And 
A lot of that comes through observation. And here's what I've observed and witnessed. There are is a people walking around today. I call them the walking dead. I know there's a hit show that's been on television for quite some time called The Walking Dead. I feel like we're living in a culture that's almost like that, even though people don't look quite as gruesome and they're not walking about as aimlessly as the horrific characters that are played out on that show or on that series. We have a walking dead kind of a culture today, an antichrist spirit. And I see this and am able to be pervy to this because Anything that gets laid out that is in the spirit of the Lord, that is scriptural, that is of a heavenly, eternal quality, that has um, a, a sense of sin heavenly sincerity to it, and it is saturated in truth, by and large, people are resistant to it. Now, people have been resistant to it. People outside of Christ have been resistant to it all for a long, long time, all through the, the ages, since the beginning time in Genesis, but it has been magnified more so now with the expansion of social media and the internet and in industry and all the ways that we have of um, being able to communicate or to lay out information or receive information. There is this whole attitude that is got an anti-Christ spirit about it. And so we've got serious issues going on within our culture today. There is an antichrist spirit within our culture. And we see this not only with those that are outside of Christ, but those within the church. Now, I know it's going to get sticky in here, okay? Because a lot of Christians do not like uh, having bold, uh, fresh, innovative observations and, and statements made about church culture today. But this is where we are. Might I add that the core verse that I read, which I'm going to now get back to in Revelation chapter three, that statement was written to a church. The passages that we find in Revelations two, three, and the beginning of four, those words were written to churches. It says, let the spirit hear what the spirit is saying to the churches, whether if it was Smyrna or Philadelphia, or in this case, Laodicea, because you say I am rich have become wealthy and have need of nothing. That, I believe, is basically where we are at in large part today in the West, especially, or in particularly here in the West. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing. There is not a general admission of this. There is not a typical acknowledgement of this. But this is where we are. When we consider the amount of money that is being poured into building programs to expand building projects, to pay church staff, and to invest in more curriculums, might I suggest we don't need more buildings or fancier curriculums or more staff. We need a greater manifestation of Jesus Christ. That is what we need. And Jesus has been ushered to the sidelines. Maybe that's even too close. He's been ushered out to the parking lot somewhere. And what has taken his place has been buildings and stuff and appearances and information and all of these things going on at the expense of intimate fellowship with Jesus Christ. 
There is a denial of the deception, folks. I have observed this. I've witnessed this. I have been heard of this secondhand, thirdhand. It's been brought back to me. This is what's going on in 21st century Christendom, especially here in the West. It's going on all over the world, but certainly not as prevalent in Uganda as it is here in the United States. There is a denial of the deception. We have a self-secure culture. We see this because there's very little evidence of there being any kind of risk or chances, or not just risk or chance for the sake of taking risk or chance, but there's no stepping out on a limb of faith. There is no very few testimonials of, here's what I was willing to give up. I was willing to give up my job. I was willing to give up this relationship. I was willing to give up this addiction. I was willing to give, we don't hear those testimonies anymore. All we hear is, oh, come to our place of worship because our place of worship trumps every other place of worship. And here's why, because of the pastor that we have or the people that go here or because of the facility that we have or because of some kind of ministry we have going on or anything like that. And there's very little to no mention of Jesus Christ or his power transforming people's lives. There is a devastating effect of the Cheap Thrill Express, and it is because there is a denial of the deception. We haven't come to grips with it, and it's the reason why, as Brother Frank so eloquently laid out in the prior two episodes, that so much of what's going on in the name of Jesus Christ today is shallow and superficial. There is so little transforming power to it. And there is this appeal to live unto oneself. Let me just read this statement to you. It's just a generic statement. Don't dare take and then fill in the blank away. I'm going to personalize this. What is it in your life that you're holding so strongly onto that is not Jesus Christ? And you have an attitude of that says, don't take that away. Don't take fill in the blank away. Don't take my bank account away. Don't take my classic car away. Don't take the relationship with my boss away. Don't take my possessions away. Don't take my interest in sports away. Don't take my electric guitar away. Don't take my ability to hold a weightlifting class away. What is it that is got so much a hold on you. And as Brother Frank mentioned, and I regurgitated it in the prior episodes, again with Frank Viola, because he has laid this out so many times, as the social media feed speaks, that is where the heart is. Look at someone's social media feed and you will see what their life is about. Well, not only is a devastating effect of the Cheap Thrill Express the denial of deception, but then there is a full experience of emptiness. There is a full experience of emptiness. Again, the cheap thrill express is easy to get on. And the only way to get off is to put one's whole heart on the altar of Christ and to leave it there. It's got to be left there. Another devastating effect of the cheap thrill express, and that is the full experience of emptiness. If one thing doesn't fill the void, then there will be a pursuit of another. And again, I've observed this and experienced this as well. Not only in my own life, I would chase after ministry per se. 
<laughs> I would chase after, I would, I remember at one point sending out over 40 resumes, pursuing ministry so bad instead of pursuing Christ. That was very early on in my Christian life or upon graduating seminary. Um, I remember pursuing recognition, wanting to be recognized, being in ministry <laughs> instead of pursuing Christ. So I can relate my own personal experiences to this. I've been there, but I've also observed this as well in countless others, because I could get into a conversation with someone and then it can maybe start off casual about the weather or about something that's going on. How's the family doing or whatever? And then before long, we are going to get engaged in, a, there's going to be an engagement in the particular thing that is held of most value. And it's not going to take me long to figure out what's of most value with that person. It could be um, a reuniting with someone that I haven't seen in years. It could be somebody who I've met for the first time. It could be somebody that maybe I kind of knew as an acquaintance and I've, I've, I've come to get connected with them in a particular moment. We meet somewhere, or we, we get into discussing. And, and the next thing I know, I know exactly what's of primary essence in that person's life. And the truth of the matter is, is that nothing or no one outside of Christ satisfies. Nothing. They can't, not in religious circles. Every religion in the world is based off of performance. And Christianity has even tried to do this as well. If you work hard at being a good person, God will accept you. No, I'm already accepted in the beloved, it says in Ephesians chapter one. I'm a child of the king. I don't have to work at it. There's no working. I am free where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty or freedom, it says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3. So all I got to do is respond to the Lord. The Lord is already speaking to you and to me. And all I need to do is just listen. I've just got to be still enough to listen and then to respond to his grace, to respond to his activity, to, to join him in what he's already doing, and then to enter therein, and then on to the next thing that he's looking to gain ground on in my life. The Cheap Thrill Express is easy to get on. But in order to get off, we've got to put our heart on the altar of Christ and leave it there. The cheap thrill express, the end game is misery. To be on it and stay on it, misery. There's a reaping what you sow principle here. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 8, it says, If we sow to the Spirit, we shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. But if we sow to the flesh, we shall of the flesh reap corruption. There's bad news in being on and staying on the Cheap Thrill Express. The Cheap Thrill Express, hey, I admittedly, it, it, admittedly, it's easy to get on. But in order to get off, we've got to be willing to put our heart on the altar of Christ and to keep it there. There's also a historical context. Remember how Israel wanted a king? They wanted to act totally outside of God. They wanted to get on the Cheap Thrill Express. Why? Because all the other nations were already on it. And they didn't want to feel left out. They they kind of felt like something wasn't sufficient enough. Or they didn't want to be the odd nation out and not having a king. So that's why they appealed to Samuel in requesting a king. Because they wanted to be like all the other nations. But in order to be like all the other nations, they needed a king. They, they, they wanted a king. They needed to get an established king to join that cheap thrill express of that time. So again, it's real easy. The cheap thrill express is real easy to get on. And in order to get off, 
We've got to be willing to lay our heart on the altar of Christ and to leave it there. Now, that's not dutiful. That's not obligatory. That's not anything. That, that's responding to what God is already doing in your life and my life for us as believers, for us as children of God. If you are listening to this and you are a child of God, you've given your heart over to Jesus Christ. You are his child. You are his son or daughter. And he is has been working in your life and will continue to work in your life and will continue to do so looking to gain ground in your life. And as soon and you know what it is. You knew what it was before you even started listening to this episode of the podcast. Chances are you knew what it is. You knew what it was and you know what it is now. You know what's getting in the way. You know what's totally ahead of the Lord. So there's a devastating effect of being on the cheap thrill express. And that is there will be a full experience of emptiness, a full experience of emptiness. That is, it's the opposite of everything. The devoted child of God has it going on. (laughs) They've got the joy. They've got the peace. They've got the patience. They've got the self-control. They, they don't have it. They, they, they haven't fully arrived at all or, you know, all of those areas. But there is a growth, there is an intoxication of the fellowship and the richness that they have in their fellowship with Jesus Christ. Christ has taken over. Christ is being magnified in their life. You can just tell. They're just a a walking, living, breathing representation of Jesus Christ. So there are devastating effects to being on the Cheap Thrill Express, and they are the denial of the deception, and there's a full experience of emptiness. But there's a call to jump off of the Cheap Thrill Express. The Cheap Thrill Express is easy to get on, but it is possible to get off. But in order to get off, we've got to be willing to lay our heart down on the altar of Christ and to leave it there. That is abandoned being in denial. If God has spoken to you in and through this episode of the podcast, abandon being in denial and abandon the the emptiness, abandon the satisfaction of being empty. There's a call to jump off the cheap thrill express and to come to Christ, the one who is love, the savior, the creator, the sustainer, the truth, the one who is known as the living water and the bread of life the Alpha and the Omega, the forgiver of sin, the healer, the provider, the all-powerful one who reigns from on high. That's the call here in this episode of Keeping It Real, known as the Cheap Thrill Express. The Cheap Thrill Express is easy to get on, but there's a call to get off. And in order to get off, we've got to be willing to lay our whole heart down on the altar, not just part of it, not most of it, our whole heart down on the altar and say, Lord, you be the master. There is this thing in my life that has totally come in the way of you. And again, that thing could be a career. It could be having possessions, having money, relationships with family people as near and dear as they may be, or it may be a hobby. It may be to get entertained. It may be a goal, an educational aspiration. It may be the desire to go upward mobility on the uh, on the upward mobility ladder within your job. It may be any number of things, but Christ is the one who should be reigning supreme. He desires to reign supreme, and he can't do it 
He has no part in reigning supreme when we are holding on to something that has us on the Cheap Thrill Express. I'll leave everyone with this verse, this scriptural principle that Jesus said in the Gospel of John chapter 7. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink.